You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. She's a fashion blogger, model, and entrepreneur. She's amazing. The latest tips on fashion, beauty, wellness, travel, and her lifestyle. And now, here's the founder and creator of Not Basic Blonde, Olasha. Hi loves, welcome back to another episode of Not Basic Blonde podcast. I know you guys missed me and it's been a while and I've taken unexpected break from podcasting because I had to evacuate my family from Mariupol, Ukraine, but luckily everyone is safe and everyone is with me in the US now, so it all worked out perfectly. But I also promised you an exclusive episode about all the details on what was going on in Ukraine and all the other things. This episode is still coming out this month and it will be my solo episode. But let's talk about today's exciting episode because my guest is the Virginia Whisperer, Dr. Sarah. So today we'll be having a real girl talk with Dr. Sarah. We'll be talking about pelvic floor muscles, pelvic floor PT, leakage, painful intercourse, abdominal separation, kegels, and what do we get to experience in pelvic floor PT? What are the prominent signs of tense pelvic floor? How can we take great care of our pelvic floor muscles? What are the main tips? And postpartum, and so much more. Dr. Sarah Reardon is a doctor of physical therapy and a board-certified pelvic floor specialist. Sarah specializes in the treatment of pelvic floor health, pregnancy, and postpartum recovery. She's the founder of the Vagina Whisperer, an online platform for pelvic floor education and exercise, and owns a private practice in her hometown of New Orleans, NOLA Pelvic Health. Also, Sarah always shares incredible reels and so much information on her platforms. So guys, I highly recommend you to check it out. And before we dive in, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hi, Dr. Sarah. So glad to have you on my podcast. How are you today? Good. Thank you so much for having me. 
Yeah, thank you so much for being my guest and you having such an amazing expertise and feel that not many people are talk about always. Uh, it's very interesting to hear your opinion on so many questions that I have. I really love the opportunity to talk about this because I think that so many individuals and women in particular experience pelvic floor issues, yet we don't really know that because we don't talk about them so openly, but I hear about them all day and working with my patients. So I think it's just really wonderful to be able to share that these issues are more common than we realize and there is help for them. So I'm really excited to be here today. Thank you. And we would love to learn more about you, your career, and how did you get in your career? Okay. Uh, well, my name is Sarah Reardon. I am a doctor of physical therapy. I went to Washington University in St. Louis for undergraduate and then physical therapy school. And when I graduated in 2007, I started doing pelvic floor therapy right away. And it wasn't a very known or common field, but it, just really working with men and women, because all individuals have pelvic floors with urinary leakage, um, painful intercourse, uh, pooping issues, peeing issues. And then I have two children who are five and seven. And when I was pregnant, I realized how much our body and our pelvic floors transform and how much support we need during that process. So I really started diving much more into pregnancy and postpartum recovery and working more in that space to help support mom. So I have two children and I live in New Orleans where I have a small clinic where I see patients. And then I have an online presence on Instagram and my website as The Vagina Whisperer. Uh, so I wish that I could take credit for creating the name The Vagina Whisperer, but it's really something my friends from college gave to me. We were getting together during the summer times when I was in um, after graduate school working in this field. And you know, back then it was like, wait, you do what? How is that physical therapy? And then I would tell them, you know, the types of things that I help with. And they were like, you're like the vagina whisperer. And so they really came up with the name. And when I started my Instagram account, it was for my group of friends because we we're all having babies and going through postpartum. So um, that's how I, I came up with the name and how I got the name the vagina whisperer. <laughs> I love it. And I've had personal experience with pelvic floor PT because I've been in sports all my life and I've been in gymnastics, I've been in yoga and fitness. And then I had issues like I was feeling that my bladder was, I had a feeling that it wasn't empty, but I mean, it was. So when I went to the doctor, they done all the possible checks and they were like, nothing is wrong with you, but why do you have this feeling? And then they recommended me to go to PT, like pelvic floor, I mean, pelvic floor PT. And when I went there, it was, they found out that my pelvic floor muscles were too tense because of stress, I guess, or like everything that was going on. And that's why I was having those issues. But who would knew that just the muscle being so tense can make, I mean, can give you such problems. Absolutely. I, I think that that's so amazing of you to share your story because we realize that so many individuals have this, these common issues. And you, you touched on something that I think is really important when we talk about the pelvic floor is that, you know, as women growing up, we were often told like, do your Kegels and strengthen your pelvic floor. But we don't talk about the flip side that some pelvic floor muscles are in some 
people have pelvic floor issues because their muscles are too tense and doing Kegels or strengthening exercises can actually make it worse. And so like any other muscle in your body, it can be weak and need strengthening or it can be too tense. And I kind of compare this, like I get headaches a lot because my neck muscles and my shoulder muscles get tight and tense and I need to learn to relax them or get massage. Um, the same thing can happen to your pelvic floor. It can be too tense or overactive and lead to bladder issues or pain or pooping issues. What is a pelvic floor muscles assessment? What are the signs of pelvic floor muscles needing some tuning? When we talk about the pelvic floor, I like to describe it like it's a, a basket of muscles or a hammock of muscles at the very bottom of our pelvis. So we all are kind of familiar with, you know, our pelvic bones, and they kind of form a ring at the bottom of our, um, at the base of our skeleton. So think about those bony, those bones, pelvic bones, having a basket at the very bottom. So that basket of muscles slings from the pubic bone in the front to the tailbone in the back and side to side. And those muscles help support your pelvic organs, which include your reproductive organs. So your uterus, your ovaries, also your bladder and your rectum. In males, it will um, contain the prostate as well. And then those muscles have sphincters. So the urinary sphincter and the anal sphincter, which help keep in pee and poop throughout the day. And then when we go to the restroom, we can relax those muscles to empty. And then in um, a female body, it also has the vaginal opening for vaginal intercourse, menstruation, vaginal birth. So really important role, roles that this muscle plays, um, yet we don't really talk about them. So if you are having issues with, you know, urinary function, bowel or pooping function, if you're having painful intercourse or any sort of pain, um, or even just going through life changes and transitions like pregnancy, postpartum, menopause, menstruation, those are all times that these muscles really have an important role. It's like no one really even talks about this, but so many issues are actually underlying and so many issues are people can have because of this pelvic floor muscles. While the new mom's health concerns are always brushed under welcome to motherhood slogan and how can we fix this? Right. So, you know, one of the things you just touched on it, we don't really talk about this because these are really intimate parts of our body. Um, you know, they're not things that we talk about day to day with our, even our partners, our friends, or even sometimes our medical providers. And if we do want to talk about them, we often don't know where to go. So, you know, one of the first things is it's important for us to talk about them. These are things we do day to day in our lives peeing, pooping, sexual health, pregnancy, menstruation. I mean, we all as a female body owner or a female, you know, may experience some changes in this part of our body. So when it comes specifically to motherhood, I, it's unfortunate that in the United States specifically, we've gotten to this point where it feels like the mom's role is just to have the baby. <laughs> and then once the baby is here, there's not a lot of support or care or concern for the mom. And, you know, we can see that even during pregnancy, we have weekly check-ins with our medical provider um, once a month and twice a month and then weekly. And then after the baby's born, the baby has the weekly and monthly checkups, but the mom has maybe one postpartum checkup and 40% of individuals don't even attend that postpartum checkup. So the system just isn't set up to really give us the guidance and support that we need. Also, I think that 
you know, we have um, a work culture where we don't have paid maternity leave. So moms are going back to work and they're still physically recovering from these issues and they're struggling with pain or lactation, um, you know, mental health issues. And then also, you know, I think that we as moms, we, you know, you kind of have to be superwoman these days. You have to just, you know, wake up every day and do the things you need to do to take care of your, your, your baby to stay to keep them healthy, but often our health gets put on the back burner. So I think there's a lot of things that just in the medical system and just in our social structure aren't out there for moms to address this issue specifically. So we just kind of think we have to deal with it. So true. Even in other countries, they give you in Russia and Ukraine, they give you like two, three years of maternity leave and Europe and other countries. And here you only get like two, three weeks and you have to go back to work and it's the right. worst for you moms. Like I'm not a mom yet, but I know like what my friends went through and it's hard. It's very hard. It is very hard. And so I think, you know, we've even seen in other countries that they, not only do they get maternity, paid maternity leave, and um, but they also get physical therapy prescribed as just part of the postpartum healing process. So it's automatic that every, you know, person who gives birth automatically gets referred to pelvic floor therapy because we know that their bodies need rehabilitation and we don't have that system in place here. So it's something I would love to see happen that it becomes the standard of care and not just postpartum, even during pregnancy or menopause um, or when we become sexually active, um, any of those times and transitions in our life, this, this type of therapy can play a really integral role. Yeah, totally agree. And what do you think, what causes the pelvic floor muscles to be tense or the opposite. Right. So, you know, I, like I said earlier, our muscles tend to go in one or two directions in our body. So there can be weakness. So typically weakness of these muscles means that they're not supporting your pelvic organs as well, which can lead you to feel like there's pressure or heaviness in your pelvis. Um, it can have mean you have a hard time holding in pee or poop. So you may leak with coughing or sneezing or rushing to the bathroom or have a hard time holding in gas um, and or, you know, leakage during exercise. And so typically the weakness happens with um, pressure. So it can be from chronic straining, from heavy lifting, from high impact exercise, like jumping, cheerleading, running, things like that. Um, also, um, pregnancy, you know, pregnancy itself, if we think of this muscle like a hammock, that hammock goes from holding, you know, something the size of a blueberry or an avocado to something the size of a pumpkin or a watermelon. So that muscle gets strained and lengthened um, and weakened just through the course of pregnancy. And then if we think about, um, and then hormones, hormones also play a role, lower estrogen levels um, with breastfeeding or lower estrogen levels during menopause can also lead to weakness. On the flip side, tension can be from a lot of things. Like I said, I have tension in my neck and my shoulders and I get migraine headaches. You can have tension from the way that you sit, from just the area in your body where you hold tension. We call them butt grippers and you can kind of see them, they like squeeze their cheeks together a lot. And, you know, I find myself doing that when I'm waiting in the carpool line or in traffic to pick up my kids or I'm watching a scary movie our bodies just hold tension in certain regions. Um, and also, you know, the way that we work out, if we look at Pilates or our bar exercises or all of this fitness stuff, it's told us to like tighten our pelvic floors and suck in our cores. And that's all focused on tightening, tightening, 
but we need to think about, we need to balance those muscles. It's not just about contracting. It's also about relaxing. So, and then stress, which we've all had for the past several years <laughs> living through a global pandemic. So all of these things can also lead to tension, which can lead to, um, again, pain or bladder or bowel issues over time. I see. And when I was going through pelvic floor PT, uh, when I came there, they did kind of assessment, like they had to, you know, the connect little monitor where in certain areas they would attach it and then they would actually um, see the muscles and the weakness of muscles and strengths of muscles. And after they showed me something, some kind of device <laughs> that would look so weird. And they told me they would have to like go in and actually, you know, to stretch out those muscles and to kind of relax them. But also they recommended me to do a lot of stretching. So I guess stretching helps a lot. I mean, the yoga and Pilates should do that too as well. Right. Right. So, um, you know, we think about this, if, um, if you have weak muscles, we're going to kind of address the issue a certain way. And if you have tense or tight muscles, we're going to address it a certain way. So it might be helpful to start by thinking about like, what is pelvic floor therapy and what someone can expect in the session, because that can feel a little bit scary or overwhelming. So when you go see a pelvic floor therapist, it's one-on-one. -on -one. So you'll meet with a, you know, an individual, a therapist in a private room. It's not in a big gym type setting. And they'll ask you lots of questions, not just about the issues you're experiencing. So in your situation that may have been bladder issues, but we'll ask about sexual health, bladder function, pregnancy, birth, medication, stress, exercise, all of the things to get a really clear picture as to what could be contributing to um, the issues you're having and how we want to address those. Next, we'll do a pelvic floor muscle exam. And it's similar to almost a gynecological exam where you'll be you know, um, undressed from the waist down and then we'll observe the pelvic floor muscles looking at the vaginal opening. We'll ask you to squeeze like you're doing a Kegel and then push your bear down like you're having a bowel movement or having a baby. We'll press on the outside of the muscles with a gloved finger to see if there's tension. And then we'll insert a glove lubricated finger into the vaginal opening. And it's through the vagina we can assess those muscles. So, you know, we think of Kegels like vagina contractions, and that's because the vagina is part of that muscle. So the way we assess the muscle is through a vaginal exam. And then we press on the muscle for um for tension and then we test the strength of the muscle as well so that lets us know is the muscle weak is it too tense and then that gives us an option for treatment very interesting and how do you recommend for someone do you recommend doing them for like pregnant women or postpartum or when do you recommend to do physical floor pt right i mean pelvic floor pt Pelvic floor PT, all of it, pelvic floor PT, pelvic floor physical therapy, all the same thing. So one, if you're having an issue. So again, if you are having something that doesn't feel right to you, if you, when it comes to bladder health, are you peeing really frequently? Are you having a hard time starting your urinary stream or feel like you're not emptying your bladder well, or is urination painful or burning, chronic urinary tract infections? Or are you leaking? Are you leaking urine with coughing, sneezing, exercise? That would be a time to go see a pelvic floor therapist. When it comes to pooping, are you straining with bowel movements? Or do you have a hard time holding in gas or feel like you're leaking you know, poop throughout the day or you can't get to the bathroom? If you're having hemorrhoids or fissures, those are all signs to see a pelvic floor PT. Um, when it comes to sexual health, um, painful intercourse, um, painful... Um, 
orgasms or difficulty having an orgasm. And um, even when it comes to, you know, difficulty having pelvic exams at the doctor, difficulty inserting a tampon, those are all signs that the pelvic floor muscles aren't kind of functioning the way we, that we want to. And then obviously I would recommend that every person go see a pelvic floor therapist during pregnancy, even if you're not having problems. In our clinic, we see women who are pregnant all throughout their pregnancy, but definitely in the third trimester because we teach them how to give birth. We go over different positions to um, push when they're giving birth, how to breathe when they're giving birth, different exercises to relax the pelvic floor muscles um, you know, during the labor and birthing process. We're always kind of thinking we need to have really strong, tight pelvic floor muscles, you know, during pregnancy. And then we need to push the baby out really hard with those muscles. Actually, it's the opposite. You do want strong pelvic floor muscles during pregnancy, but when it comes to birth, we want those muscles to relax. And that's really where yoga and breathing and softening the muscles can be helpful. So we teach people how to, you know, do stretches and breathe so that their muscles can just kind of get out of the way during birth. And the uterus really pushes the baby out versus your pelvic floor muscles doing it. Um, and then postpartum. If you've had a baby, whether it was six weeks ago, six months ago, or six years ago, check in with the pelvic floor PT. Um, it's never too late if you're having issues or you just wanna be proactive of, hey, I'm thinking about having another baby or I wanna train for a marathon or you know, I just, I'm starting to have a couple issues you know, with my bladder, check in and see, are there things that you could be working on? I always say, it's like, we go to the dentist twice a year to check on our teeth. I'm not sure why we're not going to a pelvic floor therapist once a year to check on our pelvic floor. So true because women's health is very important and sometimes we don't even pay attention enough to it. So, and then we start having the problems and then we start going to doctors. <laughs> right, right. And so, you know, we, right now with my focus really on pregnancy and postpartum, we, I see women even before they conceive working on, you know, anything they need to work on definitely during pregnancy and definitely postpartum as early as six weeks postpartum, we can start to see them. Um, if you've had a cesarean birth, definitely you, you will still want to check in with one. Um, if you've had perineal tearing or an episiotomy, you want to check in with one. And if you going back, if you go back to sex or exercise and things just don't feel right, definitely check in with one as well. So, but I think everybody should have one during pregnancy and definitely postpartum as well. How can we take a great care of our pelvic floor muscles? And could you share some tips? Yeah, this is a great question. And, and I think it first starts off with not everybody needs to do Kegels. So, you know, we touched on this earlier that if you do have weakness, you may need to do some strengthening, but again, you may have tension and you may need to do more relaxation work, which would include, as you mentioned, um, yoga, breathing, stretching. Sometimes we even do what's called internal pelvic floor massage, where we go and release those muscles internally, just like you would release a tight knot in your shoulder. That's what we do internally through the vagina. And then there's something called vaginal dilators that look like tampons of different sizes, which um, help you relax the pelvic floor muscles. So again, it really just depends on what, where your muscles are and a pelvic floor physical therapist can evaluate that um, and then give you some guidance on what the best next steps for you would be. Now, when it comes to tips to prevent issues or just things that we all need to know, really the basics that how do we pee? So I tell people this all the time, sit when you pee, try not to hover over the toilet because if you hover, your muscles may stay tense and you, you may not um, empty completely. So make sure that you're sitting when you pee, make sure that you're not pushing when you pee. 
when you sit down to pee, you want your muscles to relax. So just sit down, take some big, deep breaths. And your bladder is a muscle that actually pushes the urine out for you. So you don't have to push. I know as busy moms or working women, we want to make everything go through as fast as possible and kind of can rush through the bathroom, but just sit and chill and breathe and let your bladder do the work for you. So don't push when you pee. And then if you are, you know, a high intensity exerciser, or if you are a runner or, you know, I would really kind of think about what am I asking my pelvic floor to do? And I probably should check in with someone. So you need these muscles to be strong. We need to train our pelvic floor muscles just like we need to train our biceps. So check in with something if you do have some, a job where you're lifting a lot or you know, you're know you going through a, a time in your life that's transformative like pregnancy, postpartum, menopause and check in with a PT. When it comes to pooping, I tell everybody to get a little stool that goes under their feet to help with pooping. What that little step stool does is when you put your feet on it when you're pooping, it helps relax your pelvic floor muscles. And we want our muscles to be relaxed when we're pooping, just like we want them to be relaxed when we are peeing or giving birth. So they're called squatty potties or just a little toddler stool or yoga blocks even. You put it under your feet when you are pooping and it puts your body in more of a squatting position. And then when you're pooping, you you push out a little bit. So you do want to push when you're pooping, but you exhale. So don't hold your breath. I always say blow out like you're blowing out a bunch of birthday candles and that helps you prevent from holding your breath. Um, so learning how to pee, learning how to poop, and then, you know, not, you know, um, knowing when to get help. Pain is not something that's normal. So bladder pain, painful bowel movements, pain with intercourse or tampons, those are all signs that something's not working as optimally as we would want. And I would check in with somebody because it doesn't typically just go away by itself. You know, there are people who get more physical therapy for a broken pinky than they do for a major pelvic floor issue or, you know, abdominal surgery from a C-section or painful sex. So, you know, really be proactive in, in taking care of something that doesn't feel right and, and seek out pelvic floor therapy for help. I see. And I had one of the questions, is being sexually active or inactive, does put any impact on pelvic floor muscles? Yeah. So in order to have kind of comfortable, enjoyable sexual intercourse um, through the vagina, so if you're going to have vaginal intercourse, you want it to be comfortable. So your muscles need to be relaxed. You need to have adequate lubrication. Your kind of vaginal lubrication levels can change depending on the time of your menstrual cycle or if you are having hormonal changes. So if you're taking birth control, if you're breastfeeding or lactating, if you're going through menopause, those may be times where you have less vaginal lubrication and you'd wanna supplement with a lubricant. Um, but when you do have vaginal intercourse, um, you get really good blood flow to your muscles. And we want, these are muscles like any other muscle in your body, you wanna use them. And you, know, you wanna kind of have that very, um, something's pretty consistent if possible to help you know, keep this area of your body healthy and engaged. And it also, you know, sexual intercourse can release oxytocin, which is a feel good hormone for us. So there's definitely benefits to it. However, if it's painful, I would not just tolerate it or try to push through. That's when I would really say, mm, sex shouldn't be just tolerable. It should really be enjoyable. And so I would, that's when I would kind of seek to get help. Now, if you aren't regularly sexually active, I wouldn't worry about it too much. But if you're avoiding intercourse because of pain, that's when I would start to say, yes, it is probably a healthier track to 
get the issue addressed and see what could be causing it. Um, it could be vaginal dryness. It could be tight, tense muscles, either at the opening or deeper. It could be scar tissue. If you've had an episiotomy or a perineal tear during birth, um, those are all you know, different things that can lead to pain, which may inhibit someone from being sexually active. So I think it's, you know, eating, sleeping, drinking water, peeing, pooping, sex. I really feel like those are kind of foundational things that we want in our life, but there's the frequency of that varies for everyone. But again, it should be enjoyable and pleasurable when you are having sexual activity. Those are great tips. And what inspired you to be physical therapist in this area? <laughs> you know, I wish I had this amazing story that I had this problem, but I really, you know, I think when I was in graduate school and thinking about what I wanted to do, I, I thought I was going to be a, a trainer for the New Orleans Saints football team or for athletes, because I used to be a, a pretty big runner. And I really found that understanding my own body as a woman was really interesting to me. And I thought, oh my gosh, nobody tells us how this part of our body works. We kind of go even in physical therapy school, we get down to the hips and if you have hip pain and then we go down to the knees, but nobody talks about this pelvic region and it has such important functions in our day to day. So I think as a woman, I was really attracted to understanding my own body. And then when I started working with patients, I found that there are so many people who have these issues who don't even realize there's help. So it's just an incredibly rewarding field. I love what I do. I love being able to help people with something that really can change their quality of life, can impact them. Like if they weren't able to have sex, they wouldn't be able to get pregnant. And now they have growing families or you know, painful intercourse was affecting their relationship. And now, you know, that's no longer an issue or, you know, running is really important to someone and they weren't doing it because they were leaking. So now they're able to do something they enjoy and, and is good for them physically and mentally. So, you know, these are really intimate issues. I'm really comfortable talking about them. That helps too, you know, talking about pee and poop and sex is just dinner table conversation for me. Um, but I think really being able to help people with something that's so personal, um, but also really important has just been the best part of this job over the past 15 years. That's incredible. And I know many people don't even talk about this topic and they don't even know about pelvic floor therapy. I mean, PT and they're prescribed so many different prescriptions, medicine, and it's all can be fixed with just simple PT like we do for other parts of our body. I'm so glad you covered this today. And where can our listeners find you, your social handles, all your information? Thank you. So, um, well, thank you for having me. I think it's so wonderful to be able to share this with your community and it just affects so many people and there is definitely help for it. Um, I am on Instagram. So my handle on Instagram is the vagina whisperer. It's the period vagina period whisperer. And I sometimes make and sometimes make an appearance in a vulva suit. So check out that. Um, I am on TikTok at the Vag Whisperer because TikTok does not like the word vagina. <laughs> but, um, but then I also have a website, thevaginawhisperer.com. Um, on that website, I have tons of um, fitness programs. So if you do need strengthening during pregnancy, during postpartum, I really walk you week by week through pregnancy and postpartum pelvic floor training and postpartum recovery. And then I'm also launching a painful sex series um, next month to really help people um, like yourself or someone who has tense or tight pelvic floor muscles, how to relax and downtrain those muscles. Because again, it's not just Kegel exercises. Thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you for having me. 
That was all for today, guys. I hope you really enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Not Basic Blonde podcast is available on all the major platforms with new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. To support the show, tag NBB Podcast on your Instagram stories and check out more behind the scenes on Instagram as well at notbasicblonde underscore or NBB Podcast. And if you haven't, subscribe, rate and review Not Basic Blonde Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.